was I enough of a support system for you? Was I enough of a support system for Jacqueline or Gina? Like, no. You know what I mean? No, you're wrong about that. You carried your father's love with you through everything you did. You didn't see it, but I saw it. You were you were amazing. Don't ever feel like that. You don't remember, because either you couldn't remember, maybe in subconscious you chose not to. And why, but why remember? You were my support. That's one thing. Wow, it just hit me. You were my fucking support because I had to take care of you and that helped me get through it. All right, again, we're, we're recording right now. We're recording but, right well, now. I'll, 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 just, I'll decide when it, when it starts. Yes, you can start. Are you going to say woosa? Relax a little bit? Don't look that way. I'm fine. I'm not looking at camera. that. I'm looking at the freaking camera. Yeah, don't yeah. look at the camera. All right, don't look at the camera. I'll look, look at, at me. You. Yes, go. <laughs> Move it. Let's go. Anyway, hi, Mom. Hello, David. How are you? Ah, I'm good. So Yeah, we're finally here. We're finally here. For those of you that have listened to the podcast, and I've said a million times, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm going to say it again. My father died on September 11th, which means this beautiful lady to my right is my mother, which means she lost her husband. So this has been a long time coming, something that I've always wanted to do and have my mom on because, as I've said to you, and I'm not saying this because it's a podcast, uh, I just wanted to start the episode by saying how proud I am of you. And I hope this doesn't lead to immediate tears because it's way too soon for that shit. But I truly am incredibly proud of you. And I just wanted to start off by saying, not that we may or may not top uh, start this way, but there's nothing I would change in the way you handled anything. So I feel like that's a question that people ask, like, what would you have done different? There's things I would have done different, but in the way that you handled the situation... There's nothing, there's not even a moment I would think, oh, I wish my mom did that. In wow. my eyes, I, I feel like you did everything, A, what you knew at the time, and B, just right. And I'm so grateful for that. So um, a couple things that I want to start off with talking about with you is I think you have so much information and so much experience that can help so many other people, specifically with dealing with children that are grieving, let alone losing a husband, and all that comes with that. So there's a million places I would want to start. And I would kind of want to start with, you know, do you remember what you were feeling in the beginning phases of that day, that week of September 11th? And uh, Yes, I do. But first, before I continue, I want to say thank you. That was beautiful. And no, I'm not going to shed a tear. Don't worry. You can I'm trying not you want. to. <laughs> okay. I would do one of these. Yeah. But I'm very proud of you as well. Thank, thank you, you David. I, I never thought about you guys wanted to change anything. That kind of just blew me away that you said that. Mm. It's like, I don't know. Well, anyway. it's like the conversation of regret. You know, like people have, if you think yeah, about Yeah, yeah. But I never thought of that, that you guys would think that. Like it just, that was interesting question. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Thanks. Anyway, uh, your question was that day. God, that day was very vivid to me. Um, very vivid. <laughs> I mean, I, and that would, the day, actually September 10th, the day before, I started my new job. Daddy was very excited because, you know, I was going to cover the health insurance and we were like, oh shit, this is going to be great. <laughs> and I was really thrilled to be back to work. Yeah. So, um, uh, got to work that day. The only thing I didn't, so anyway, getting back, I'll go back just one pass. So I'm go back to September 11th that morning. I remember, uh, left my telephone number with daddy because my new work number and and usually I used to kiss them on the cheek in the morning because I was like, you know, the breath in the morning, who wants to smell your breath? I was like, hey, just keep it on the cheek. But that morning I kissed and smacked on the lips. And that was so amazing afterwards when I thought about it. So, oh my God. And 
he went off to work and I went off to work and didn't know what happened until someone told me. So I got a phone call at work and said, Rosanna, what building does Dave work in? And I said, the World Trade He goes, the plane hit the planes? All right, because I'm saying to myself, daddy's telling me there were a lot of planes that would come by and almost hit the, almost hit the building. So it didn't even occur to me. And then um, it just, my boss came over because Rosanna, you got a phone call in the main office, go there. So I went there. My cousin Teresa was on there. And she said, Rosanna, the World Trade Center got hit by a plane. I said, oh, my God. Okay. So I ran to my desk. First thing I called was my mother-in-law. I don't know why I called her. And I was concerned if we got hit with that. I didn't know. Anyway, make a long story short. I called her and she's screaming on the phone. The building got hit. I said, Mom, don't worry about it. Relax, blah, blah, blah. And it didn't hit me right away. I kept saying, no way. You know, this is nothing. I'm not going to get crazy. Until I was very calm at work, continued to do what I was doing. I said, all right, so maybe I'm going to hear more news. And then my boss came over to me because he very. you need to go to the commons. Because I worked in a high school. And in the commons, I had TV screens. He goes, you need to, you need to go, go walk to the commons and see what's on TV. So when I walked to the commons, I started going there and I looked at the camera. By that point, the TV was showing where the World Trade Center got hit. The second building got hit. Oh, so you didn't see anything? I didn't the see the first. One. By the time I got out up there to see, because I think at that point they were repeating, because you know, the news was constantly re-rolling the film. And I remember seeing the plane go right through the building. And I remember the feeling of breathing in and... I don't even remember if I breath out, breath out, because I was so like, and then the principal grabbed me, goes, are you okay? I, said, no. I couldn't even talk. I went straight to my desk, told my boss I had to leave. He says, go. I went home, and as soon as I got home, Jack was already coming back with uh, Jeffrey, and I was trying to get everybody calm, and because, you know, I need to know the facts. Don't tell me this happened. I need to know the facts. So before getting crazy, I need to know, wait a minute, let's just... Find out. And sure enough, that's when all hell broke loose. So we worried about Gina. She went to go get Gina. So, and then the rest is, you know, where that went. So. And I, I, from how I understood how you handled it, a, a big thing of this conversation, selfishly for me, is I feel like, you know, as a mother, especially dealing with me as the youngest son, I'm sure there's things you didn't tell me or you withheld from me just for my own protection because I know who you are. I'm like, just maybe... Because the one thing for me, I'm, I'm going to be jumping around a little bit. I remember you told me when we were sitting in Long Island one time, I mentioned recently in Long Island, we were sitting by the river and you you opened up to me. You might not remember this. Oh, yeah, yeah, the river. <clears throat> but you mentioned to me how I remember in uh, the Ironwood house that we used to live in, you'd be in the basement and sometimes I would come down and say, okay, I'm leaving. And you would be by yourself and I'm maybe I, to my ignorance, this was years later, so I would just leave. And you told me you would break down. Like you would, at the time you would kind of maybe let something out behind closed doors. Oh God, that's all I did. And to me, that's so symbolic of how you handled it. You know what I mean? And it frustrates me sometimes of, I don't know, like I, I have some, I don't know, I want to say regret, but- Regret I what? Like, I don't know. I always, I always felt like, like being the man of the house now, as, again, I, I, I didn't think I had armpit hair at that time, but being like, you know, the literal man of the house, I always- like look back and like, did I step up? And I'm not making this about me, but my point is, I think behind closed doors, you that's when you let things out and you didn't, you stayed so strong for us and through our eyes that like, how did you, was that your first instinct of how to handle through this with three kids? Like how, did, how does a, a widowed mother handle three different kids? Because I think that's the interesting part about when- Different personalities. Yeah, when, when you lose someone and when you lose a spouse, husband or wife, 
you have kids to think about. And whether you have one, two, or three, if you have multiple like we did with Gina and Jacqueline, everyone handles it so differently. So what was the dynamic of grieving with three kids? Wow. I was think I was on automatic pilot. I just knew that I had to move forward. There was no looking back. I had a my my main thing was I had to keep you guys on track. This was a, a horrendous, terrible experience for all of us, for many people, not just us. It was just insane. So my goal was to they can't I didn't want you guys to get, excuse my French, but fucked up from it. That was my worst fear. That you guys were not gonna have a normal life and things are gonna be fucked up. I couldn't do that. It was like all of a sudden I just had this overwhelming thing was, we're going to get through this. I'm going to get these kids through this. There's no way in hell they're not going to survive this. So my focus was on all of you. And yes, you had different personalities, each one differently. It only came naturally to do that. One wore their, their emotions on their sleeve. You were very inverted. You were very inside yourself. Gina was like that too. You know, had that too. So I had a, it was a balance. It was kind of like I had to work with you, each of you differently. But at the same time, I kind of knew what I had to do. You know, how much to say, how much, what not to do. So it wasn't easy, mm. but I had so much faith that I knew that we were going to get through this. I just, the media just effed it all up for me. How do you mean? Well, because it's exposed. We weren't private. Mm. In, in grieving, you know? And I was afraid to even go out of the house. I didn't want people asking, you know, how I felt. I just, that wasn't important to me. My, my thing was to get you guys on track. So. And then with- I hope I answered your question. I'm not even no, sure no, if I you, answered no, it because I go on a tangent no. too. Because I, you know, it's, I have to kind of remember, go back. Not that I forget. It's I, just- well, Speaking on forget. Changed. Speaking on forget and on the topic of how, because again, obviously it's a unique situation amongst- it's unique in a way of losing someone publicly, obviously with thousands of other people. And there's been other events in world history that people have lost someone publicly. But I think, again, just the simple dynamic of you as a single mother now having to raise kids that applies to millions of people that are in a similar situation that have, have to deal with yeah, no spouse and everyone has a different experience. But I just, I personally believe so many, so many people can pull a lot from your experience. And back to what you said about you don't, you don't remember some things. I don't, I've said this over and over. There's so much I don't remember. I said, so much I don't remember. And I'm not going to be too redundant on why I don't remember, but I'm curious as to what did you see in me? What did you notice in me as, because Gina was like 17, I think. Jacqueline was what, 18 or something of something 18, sort? 19. I got to go back. Yeah. Gina was going to turn 18 and that's November. So this right. was in September and Jacqueline was already 19. She was going to be 20 or not. Yeah. So that was a different dynamic. But again, back to me not remembering you so much. 12. What did you see in me? Like, what did you... You were very quiet. You were very, very... Um, you absorbed a lot of information. You didn't have... You were very uh, quiet about it. But when we... What we did during that first two weeks, we... During the time, we would sit at the table and we would... My, it was very important that we all got together every night and just talked. We had a glass of wine. I don't think we were drinking at 12 years old, but we had a glass Good of wine. Say. We would sit and talk. And Andrea at the time was there too as well because that was her brother. And we would just sit and talk. I, I made it very, it, had, it was very important for them. I needed you guys to express things. You kept looking at the TV all the time. I kept telling you to get away from the TV, but you insisted on, you, you fought me. They had so many people in the house, so I couldn't, I couldn't, I was trying to keep an eye on To you. clarify, looking at the, the footage the of the screen, towers. you were looking at the footage constantly. Mm. I, I don't think I've ever looked at the footage. If I had, it was always brief. And I still do that. Yes, I don't understand why. But I, I do understand. Right. I shouldn't say I don't understand. No, no, no. Okay. Because you need to 
understand the situation. I just knew the situation was just insane. I didn't need to go into details on that. I just need to get us to, through it. And that was more important to me than anything. And, and by doing that talk, I was getting back to the dinner table and we would just talk. And you wouldn't express too much, but you heard your sisters talking and everyone else talking and I was talking. But you would stand there and you would just shed tears, just tears, but you never said much. So I was very concerned about you. Always kept it close. I kept the closest eye on more on you than I, I mean, all three of you, but because you were the youngest, I really kept focus on you and every move you made and what you did and how you reacted. I was concerned because I didn't want, that was my fear. I didn't want to lose you over this insanity because that's really what it was. So, and you asked me questions and I answered them as best as I could. You, you, there was, I think after the three weeks, you were, Asking me questions, you think we're going to find daddy? And I couldn't say no. At that point, after two days, I knew. No, I just that's knew. Was. Two days, you there knew. There was something, yeah. Right. And I didn't know how to answer you other than say, you know what? I always felt that there was hope. You never know. There's always a chance, you know. And, and I don't remember how I worded it, but I just remember I couldn't say no. I couldn't do it. It had to be, I had, you had to be very careful with the words. So, um, I'm trying to remember what else after that. There was a lot going on. There's <laughs> a lot going on. But, yeah, I mean, and then one night you had come over to me. <clears throat> I don't know if I told you this. You told me about I was this, in bed. Share it. And you just walked into the room and I looked at you and I said, David, what's the matter? There's nothing. Just, just looked at me. So I says, come on, come on the bed with me, mom. And I says, well, and I, I just hugged you. And that was it. I didn't have to say anything, but you sobbed and you sobbed. And I remember just holding you and looking up saying, because I wanted you to express it. You had to. It wasn't healthy. So I was really grateful that you did it. That was one of my, the hardest, but I didn't cry. I had tears in my eyes. I said, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not a robot, <laughs> but I was, uh, okay. And then you were, you were pretty good after that. I don't even remember that. that. No, that's Okay. There are things you have to understand when people grieve, you don't need to, it's your subconscious mind goes into the You don't need to, you don't want to remember. And maybe that's how you survived it. Yeah. It's because you didn't need to remember. Who knows how you would have handled it had you did remember. I know, it's frustrating. It's it frustrating. is frustrating, I can understand that. It's frustrating when people tell me things like, oh, I don't even remember that, but I'm older. But as a young kid, it's, it's forgivable because who the hell remembers? Some things I don't remember when I was 12 years old either, but this was traumatic, I understand that. What do you but, think that was? What Was there anything that you noticed that triggered me to do that? I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't recall what happened that evening. I think like, I, I really believe that what we did every night, I remember talking to a therapist. I had to put you and Jacqueline into a therapy at that point. Just, just. I, I was in therapy? Yeah, just what for a day or two. You didn't shit. talk. You didn't talk much. I did it with Jacqueline and Gina. Uh, Jacqueline and uh Jacqueline and you. I've always said I never did therapy, so I've been lying this No, time. you didn't. No, it's okay. You didn't know. You only went there once and you didn't say much. But I remember the therapist said something to me that I didn't even realize I was doing. She says, you got to give you credit, she said to me. You, you're taking these kids through the fire. And I never looked at it that way. When she said that, I was like, what? Is that what I'm doing? It was like automatic pilot. It's like, just, and you literally go, and that's the best thing you could do, she said. And this is a therapist telling me. That's why I guess I didn't have to be a therapist. Yeah, you, you know, that's one thing even to this date that I've, I think that's maybe why I want to emphasize and talk you up in many ways because you don't, you don't give yourself enough credit. And that's, 
Yeah, it's you're, you're humble. Like you've, you've always lived a life like that. I think you've been always very humble. But I'm glad you think about that because that's that's why I started the podcast like this. Like, obviously, we we had a lot of support. We just talked about pre-recording all the friends and families, and as we said, anyone listening, you know who you are. That was a that was a big deal. But you again, you did you brought us through it. You didn't go around it. You didn't go under the storm. You, I, I remember it from what I do remember and think back at it. You literally took us through it. I, I was so anxious to get through this, through the grief. I was so anxious to get through the grief. So in- I didn't want to be there that long. I knew we had to, it was important to, to go through it, but I, I didn't want you guys to lose your life over it. You know, get you back to school after one week, I took you all back to school and and we live as normal as possible. I remember Jack was like, Ma, can you start cooking food again? So that's once I once she said that, I was like, that's it. I'm cooking and no one knew because everybody was so kind and it was it was an amazing support that we had all had. Mm. Amazing. I mean, my friends, everyone, I mean, they know who they are, but it was just amazing. So they were giving us food because I forgot how to cook. I forgot I I, I didn't think about food until then. And then um that was it. Then we moved forward from there. So, you know, one, it was one day at a time. I think that's the first time in my whole life I lived one day at a time. How did you do it? Uh, you, you kind of reflected on faith. And when you say faith, I, I don't know if that means, uh, we kind of spoke about it, but yeah. for the people listening, when you say faith, you don't necessarily always mean it in a religious way, or maybe it's just, spirit, just faith in general. It's so- more spiritual, spirituality. Religion is religion. Everybody's got different types of religion. It doesn't matter. There's only that one being that someone believes in, or whatever that being is, Abba, whatever you want to call it, the universe, whatever. Well, I, you know, growing up a diehard Italian family, I was constantly with my father would kneel, kneel down and, and prayers at night. My mom, oh, Maron, everything was on Maron, praying, got to go to church. I mean, I was constantly, I was a diehard Catholic girl. We went to Catholic school except for high school. I was in public school after that. But um, but I learned to, to choose and pick and choose my own faith. And and my faith was was God and Jesus. And I was and I knew that I couldn't do this alone. And if I and it was the first time I actually had to stop and say, you know what? He just put me in the palm of his hand. I swear to God, it was like he, he pushed me through it, like I was going through. You know, Moses opened up the sea. Well, that was mommy going right through that. I had no idea what the hell was going to happen, but I knew it was going to be okay. I just wanted to get on the other side of it and just get there and and just let a whole year or two, three years go by. I just wanted to make sure everybody was okay. I couldn't wait for that. But what did that do to you? Because your focus is on us. And you just, the anxiousness of getting through it, maybe you're looking in the future so much, I can't wait to get to your one or two, having the faith that it's going to be okay. Did you have time for yourself? I I had a lot of, I did a lot of little like, you know, when you guys wanted to go out and I said, no, mom, I got to go out with my friends. I'm going to go meet in the hall. But I never did that. I always said that because I needed, I needed to be, I wanted to go home. Most of the times I just go in dad's closet and I would just sit there and just cry. But that was, that was a relief for me. Because once I got that, then I got my energy back. I was like, okay, you know what? It's going to be okay. These kids are going to get through this. We're all going to get through it. So it's, you know, you you say that I helped you, but you guys have helped me. Because if it wasn't for you three, I don't want, I wouldn't, I don't want to be, I'm not one to focus on me. I didn't want to be focusing on me. And you helped me not focus on what literally what this is all, what was really happening. It was like the thought of, Dave not being there, it just didn't make sense. Nothing made sense to me. Nothing made sense to me. And I didn't have time to really stop and think about it. I never thought one second that God did this. No, 
I never believed God did it. I did ask at one point. I got to the point where I asked, but I don't believe that God did this. No, I think this is a, a journey that's meant to be. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't have answers. Everyone thinks differently, but I, I don't. I did absolutely. I remember one time. I the first, the first three weeks, my cousin came to my door and she said, "Miss Anna, she goes, are you, are you drinking enough water?" I go, "Yeah, why?" Because of all the crying I was doing. Not that I didn't do my crying so much outward in front of people. I mean, you did, of course, I did cry. But the sobbing was never done in public. It was always done in private. Always done in private. I just, the thought of, I couldn't, that didn't want to be weakened by it. You know, everyone, when you grieve, no matter what, you lose a child, you lose your husband, you lose your sister, brother, doesn't matter who you lose. You don't. My emphasis is you don't want to go. You you could allow yourself to go towards the, that deep, dark hole. But the important thing is don't stay there long enough. you got to put, because once you go in that hole, it is so much freaking harder to get out of it. And I remember that feeling. I remember that feeling specifically when I had it, woke up that next day, the morning of nine, uh, September 12th. And I, I remember all of a sudden, something came down. I heard your father's voice. You got to take care of the pool. I'm oh, on the pool. So I went downstairs, and everyone everyone that came over that week was sleeping in the hall. So I had, a, I said, oh, God, please, I don't want to wake anybody up. I just want to get out of here quietly. I don't want nobody to bother me. I just want to get out. So I snuck out. I got around the pool, and all of a sudden, I got to the pool concrete by, before I hit the filter, and I got on the floor, and the flood just opened up because I was alone. And then, of course, my cousin Teresa had to sneak myself behind me. And as soon as she did that, because I felt myself going down, I felt it to the point of no return. And I went, it was almost like a vacuum. And thank God my cousin Teresa, all she had to do was tap me and I woke right up, nope. And she got me right out of it. And at that point on, I swore to myself, I will never put myself in that hole again. I never go, I don't want to go there. What's the point? That's not what it's all about. Dave would have been ripping my head off. You kidding me? You can't be doing this. You got to move. You got the kids. And vice versa. Because if it was the other way around, I'd be haunting all of you if you were grieving over me that much and you didn't go on with your life. So it's just a natural, for me, I don't know about it. I, I speak for myself. It was a natural thing to, to just move on. You have to move on. You got to go through the fire, man. You just got to. There ain't no way to go do it in order to get to the other side. There's always a rainbow. You got to go over that rainbow. And there is a rainbow. Rainbow does shine over and you go over the rainbow, there's a pot of gold. I don't mean money physically. I'm talking about these beautiful things that will happen. And, and it did. I was so, so blessed. Yeah. Because I had all of you and I had my family and friends that I know have gone through the same thing. It's been a, an amazing journey. You know, that's the thing about, is many things I admire about you. And when I say I'm proud of you, it, it, there's, I can go, there's a laundry list, but that I feel like you just did a, there was a balance of, and I feel like I've taken from the way you've raised me is I think when I go through things, obviously I still feel it, but I, I feel like I have to go through the storm. Like when I, when I go through something, I don't always avoid my feelings. I feel like I do allow myself to feel it in order for me to get through something. I have to, I have to feel it. Yeah, yeah. And, but at the same time, carry myself through it by going through it. I feel like I took that from you, but you have such a good balance of, 
pushing through it and taking the bull by the horns and continuing moving day by day, but you have a good balance of still feeling it and being aware to not push anything aside. Like you had those talks with us, like you said, at the dinner table. So it wasn't just go, go, go. There were still moments no, of balance. No, we had to cry. We had to feel. Right. We had to really understand what was going on here. We had to prepare ourselves for the reality of this is it. Mm. I mean, I, w- I didn't know at the time either. Mm. You were helping me look at it that way, you know, to see that this is it. I mean, I was just existing. I wasn't exactly doing anything. But you were just... Well, how do you, what do you remember other than, I mean, you were so, even when you, before you went to college, I remember you were very quiet and didn't express things. But I remember one thing that one person said to me, it was very important, and I didn't realize I was doing it, is that I never gave you a chance to really express yourself because I was always ready to take care of things. I had to take care of this. I had to take care of you. No, no, you do it. No, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. And I remember him saying, Ken had said this. That you would let, if anything would just fall to the floor, you would never let it go down to the floor. You would never hit, let it hit the ground. You would be right there catching it on the bottom. And when I, he said that to us, holy shit, I'm not giving you the opportunity to really do it. And then I, and then, and then talking to you, I was very, I didn't allow you to express yourself. And you know, sometimes you need someone from the outside to look in to see what you're doing. And I never was aware. But once I shut my mouth. And you spoke and you kept talking. I, you never stopped after that. But it took me to realize you were going to shut the frig up, take a step back, let the kid talk. You can't handle everything. And it, but you taught me to, to, to shut up, just listen. Because I'm always going, you know, sometimes I have to stop and slow down and just take a breather. And like, it's just, I'm on nervous energy all the time. And it's not a good thing. It's good in some cases, but it's not a good thing all the time. It really isn't. And in your case, it wasn't because you weren't talking and you weren't expressing yourself. And then all of a sudden you did. And this is what I'm talking about when you went to high school mm. and, 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 uh, no, in high school, really early on in high school. What was that? You don't remember. It's just that you, whenever you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you would close up when I asked you questions. So I stopped asking questions. What are you doing? What are you going? All I had to do was just shut up. If you want to tell me, he'll tell me. If I truly something important, I would ask you. But once I did that, you would ask me questions. And all of a sudden, like, I was kind of taken back. Holy cow, he's asking me, me a question. Yeah, you sort of, you don't remember, but it was a, it was a whole process of, of getting been, you to open up. And you did. And, and look where you are now. Yeah, we're having a friggin'. Because of that one person telling me, stop jumping down. Just, just stop. Take a, take a step back. But I needed someone from the outside looking in. Because I couldn't see. All I saw was I had to control everybody, make sure everybody's doing the right thing. And no, you can't do this, you can't do that. Like, what the hell is wrong with me? I was going like, I was on a, I was like a loony bin. But did you have the same approach with Gina and Jacqueline? Because obviously, I, 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 I well, they, don't son. forget, Jacqueline was a, Jacqueline had no problem telling you what, what she felt, which was good. Gina did. Gina did. Gina was more passive, and I didn't. I and I was a little. I like her younger and her young, very young age before when Daddy and I were much younger. But she took a while to explode herself, to exp, uh, explain herself. She expressed herself. I'm sorry, and she eventually did. But you know, you were the toughest. I was to express. Oof. Yes, very much, and I had a lot to do with me. I didn't realize that. 
I mean, so there's a like I said, we 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 there was a balance. It was you know, and I know many mothers and parents are going through that, but we really had to stop and and pay attention. Really had to pay attention. We really do. To what? The kids or just the, the situation? kids? Yeah, how you talk to them, how they respond, mm-hmm. how you're approaching it, how your energy level is. You know, once I got like this, you kids sense my energy level right away. Am I wrong? I, I, I still do. Yeah, you can tell. But when I'm relaxed and calm, everybody's just, everybody's so, good. So what's the lesson in there in regards to paying attention? And is it, because uh, you were in a situation, you know, you like control, you, you take control of situations, which is uh, in many ways of a, 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 what got us through that. You did take control of the situation, yeah, but yeah. then you almost found the contrast of, okay, there's a moment where I do have to step back and allow things to happen. And by allowing that to happen, you gave us, the kids, an opportunity to almost figure it out or kind to of- To some degree to figure it out, yeah. But that gave I us- I always try to make it easy. I didn't want you to lean on me so much, which you really, really kind of didn't in many ways, but I guess you in more ways because you were the youngest, you know? But to have your own mind- and, and and see things your own way. Didn't have to be mommy's thought. Okay, mommy's sticking to this, mommy's sticking to that. You know, 9-11 effed me up many ways, yeah. all of us, because it made me feel, I had a lot of fear in me and where you were going and directions you were taking. And I didn't trust anybody. Didn't trust anybody. You still That's don't a trust me too. Just to be clarify, everyone, she, my mom, as soon as we got off the ferry and landed in New York from Jersey, she has her pepper spray in your hand. Well, <laughs> You have to today. I know, you, can't carry, you can't carry anything else. I was, you do you have pepper spray on you right now? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I'm kind of, Arthur's a cool guy. I'm yeah. fine. Arthur's behind Arthur. the scenes right now producing this episode. But you no, know, I'm I sorry. I just want to take a sip, drink, pour it on your head, whatever you want. But in regards to how 9-11 you're saying F's you up, what do you notice? Mo- obviously, it messed a lot of people up. And the thing about 9-11 is I've, I've come to realize down the road how many people it messed up that like weren't didn't lose someone, like, may have lost someone indirectly or people that were just there. Like I mentioned when I had Neil deGrasse Tyson on, uh, the astrophysicist, the, I told you about him. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Neil deGrasse, that astrophysicist that I told you about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 yes. He didn't lose anyone, but he was there that day, so it affected it. So that day in general messed, messed a lot of people up. But people. to you, losing a husband, and obviously the way it impacted our family, how did that day, and, and just as it relates to any traumatic event outside of 9-11 that people experience... How did that day F you up? I felt like I had an out-of-body experience, if that makes sense to you. Early on or just in general? <clears throat> when it happened. Mm. It just felt like this is real. This is insane. And and I, I can't even explain it sometimes. Like I, I remember when we had to go to ground zero a month later. And that was, I think that's where you really, like, I'm jumping ahead again, but I'm jumping. That's when it really like, holy shit, this is a battleground here. Because mm. I was so afraid to go to the city. I was so afraid your kids to leave and leave in our territory. Because I felt like we were, we were I, I'm sure I wasn't alone with this. The whole world was being, we were being invaded. This was on our turf. This was in our country. This was insane. This is not really happening. This is not supposed to happen. And I still feel like it should have never happened. But it did. And it's it was just... Where do you go? What do you do? So until I grasped it and realized this is it, then you had to think about what you had, how you had to deal with it. But you kids were my priority. 
Well, the, what, from that experience, because you kind of you mentioned a few things about not trusting people, no. not trusting things. Is that the long? What is the, the long term effect that you? Long term, it still makes me feel that way. I'm still feeling that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had a little bit of that to begin with because my mother, you know, being Italian, she she didn't trust you know the Italians how they are. Some of them, not all of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, then I'm still that way. How does I'm that make still you feel? Uh, nervous about traveling, going places. Yeah, because like I said, once it happened here. It was like, everything was off. Like, you know, I don't know who to trust anymore, you know? So being exposed to that event, especially so close to home, did it shift gears? And it thinking? shifted a lot of gears. So now you yeah. say, oh, this can And of course, the fact that, yeah, anything can happen in one moment. I mean, aside from 9-11, anything can happen. You could walk out the door and get hit by a car or someone get killed or whatever. You know, it, made you, it, made, it brings you back to perspective of how, great, how precious things are in your life. And you want your kids to enjoy the quality of life. And you do have to ha enjoy the quality of life. You have to move forward. You have to. My God, yes. But you're talking about me personally. I'll always have a little bit on the, you know, all right, let me see. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. And once I get bypassed that, I'm fine. I didn't want you kids to do that. And you, you actually kind of didn't. None of you did. What? You didn't, you're not afraid. You're not afraid to travel. You're not afraid to to make decisions. I mean, you do ask the questions that you know to be doing the right thing, but maybe Jack and Olivia, she's always a fearful of a lot of things. But she's she's been pretty good. I'm mean, I'm proud of all three of you. It's amazing where you all are. It just blows me away mm. the where you all are. And I have friends that have lost a brother and 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 uh, brothers and good friends of mine. And you know, it's and parents that I've known very well that lost their sons. It's it's just uh, a journey for all of us. But everyone deals with it differently. People yeah. are just, I had to focus on doing the right thing and being positive and having my faith and wherever it is, it is. And if something again happens like this again, I know I'll get through it again. Well, that's a, that's a, what I was thinking too. If something like this happens, you've lost other people in your life, obviously. I mean, you recently lost your brother. So how how has losing, because you lost your father, obviously, way before dad, daddy died. Uh-huh. How and how have these experiences of grief shaped you for preparation of losing other people? Like you say, you just lost, we just lost Uncle Tommy. Like I lost, just lost my brother. Yeah, Tommy, so like yeah. How, has the other experiences of loss? Yeah, helped you or prepared you or made it worse in other experiences? No, it's well, you know I never thought of it that way, but I know when grief when death happens, I don't put myself in that sad mode. It's like, it's almost like because we're born, the day we're born, we're already dying, hmm. low death. It's just the way it is. We're gonna, you're born and you're going to die one of these days. But no, I think it helped me more of it's going to be okay. Because I believe in, in beyond us. There's so much, there is definitely beyond us. I, I really always felt that the angels of all the 9-11 people that died and, and the, the flight of 90 wasn't. Uh -huh. The flights, whatever. I can't remember anymore. I try not to remember all that. But anyway, anybody, it's beyond. They're, they're angels and they're around. Absolutely. This is something way more powerful than here. Definitely. Whatever it is. Wherever that is. Something. Yeah, definitely. And that's where my fate lies and in, in going there. So when my brother was dying, it was a beautiful send-off at the same time, which is what we didn't have with dad. Right. It was a totally different dynamic. It was like... Here, I'm grieving over daddy, and he's, he's no longer there. But in my mind, the, the only good thing out of it, I just have his memory of, of that morning kiss and, and saying about him, and we had no regrets. There was nothing I could say. Oh, I yelled at him, I got mad at him, I upset. Nothing. It was like an amazing, okay, I knew. The only thing that tortured me 
for a while there. And in fact, my brother Tommy, may he rest in peace, he's the one who said to me that he, he helped me grieve the part where the thought, I, if, if I stopped picturing what those people were going through on that floor when the building collapsed, I didn't even know the building collapsed until two days later because I wasn't watching the TV. But it was the 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 smoke inhalation and, and that. I had such a hard time with getting out of my head. Like I... I, I, I knew that Dave, after the fact that I didn't know that the building collapsed, but I I thought that I knew that Dave and most of them died from the smoke inhalation. And that hopefully was quick enough that they didn't feel anything when that building went down. That was my hope, more than anything, the thought. And I think that's what tortured my brain for a while. And I kept that to my, I mean, I talked to my siblings and stuff about it, but I never talked to you guys about it. But that took me a while to to recover. And I had to keep telling myself, stop. He's not there anymore. He's there. And I knew he was there because I don't know about many people. I'm sure, I'm sure there are people out there that have grieved and they found their loved ones come through them in different ways. And that has happened to me. I felt his dad's presence. I felt it many, many times. How? I, I never told I you. felt his presence around me for at least six months straight. Yeah, I always I, felt it. I just can't explain it. Like constantly kind of thing? Yeah, it was always there. I felt it. I would talk, feel it. I knew he was there with me. And after six months, I didn't feel him. I think that's when we finally got over the hump to some degree. And we knew we could do this. Mm -hmm. It was more like a, we're okay. We could do this. And no matter, I don't need, you don't have to linger. It's okay. We're going to get, we're okay. And I think at that point on, it was just okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. Every anniversary is I hate it because I don't hate it. It's just... Because it's so like the world knows you can't do it private. Nothing's ever done privately with this, unfortunately. But it just um, made it easier. And you know, it never goes away. Never goes away. So are you still, in light of saying it never goes away because grief stays with you, is there anything you feel like you're still working on 20 years later, 20 plus years later? Am I working on? Just in general, like from from losing Dave, daddy and your husband... Do I miss him terribly? Yes, I always miss him. Well, of course. I'm saying- It's not a day that goes by, no. It's, it's been 22 years, it's been, what, 22 years since September 11th. Is there anything that you feel that you're still massaging out? No, no. I love that. No, other than I, you know, I know we're all going to be there one day and laugh this off. He's going to say, yeah, I told you, see what you did, you know, what anyway. But he was uh, a great guy. And all of them were, Joey, all of them. I could think of all my friends that I've, Miss the, the desk he worked with Tom and 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 Steve and it was just those people you don't forget and the family I'm sure like I said we're no, we weren't alone so there was no really time to grieve you couldn't feel sorry for yourself you couldn't feel sorry for yourself how could you feel sorry for yourself you got three thousand people that died during this whole thing it wasn't about you we're all together with this and that you know that actually helped too. You know, because now you say, you know, hey, I'm not alone. We could do this. We could all do this. We could all work together and get through this. So, Yeah, that's a tough one because uh, I, I, that thought helped me too in many ways. Thinking yeah. it, there's so many other people. So it relieved the tension in a way where, okay, there's other people probably feeling very similar. Yeah, exactly. There's thousands of people that just lost someone. But even through that, it's still obviously very individual and our family's still got to figure this shit out. It still yeah, sucks. We just lost our dad. You just lost your husband. But it is a weird contradiction when, you know, just 3,000 other people just died. And that's always kind of maybe It's always going to be frigged up. Yeah. It's, everything seems so surreal. But then death is surreal. You know, you got 
people that die normal death. I don't know what a normal death is. So, you know, I mean, death is normal. Death is death. Someone gets killed. Someone gets died of a heart attack. Someone dying. You know, either way, it's just um, that's the only thing I always. I mean, I'm actually I'm grateful that I didn't see him any other way but that morning. You know, like right now in my life, I, I, what they did teach me, I don't like funerals and wakes and seeing them I'd lay in there. I don't, to me, it's like I don't, I think just have myself cremated and done and say a prayer. Actually, you know what? Take me to an Irish pub. Everyone celebrate and throw me over the Verrazano Bridge. That's it. That's how I want to go. Have myself cremated just like dad is right over. You know, I actually love that we have this on camera because we can insert that in your will. And that's what. <laughs> that's what I have in my will. You actually have it? Oh, yes. Cremated and but, throw no, me over the Verrazano you Bridge. Literally in my have, notes. So your kids, when you read it, mom wants to be thrown over the Verrazano Bridge. And that's where I'm going. Oh, man. Because I'm not here anymore. I'm not here. It's just a body. Here, but you're here. You know what I mean? Like you say you felt dad in many ways. I guess like there's that, that belief and that feeling. It's always there. Mm. Because when you have, it's all about love, period, just in general. It's really all about love. And nothing and no one could take that away from you. No one. Because it's so powerful. It's so within you. And your subconscious mind, conscious mind, I don't give a shit what you say. I don't believe in it. Let me tell you something. It's in there. It's buried in your brain. You just don't want to look at it. But it's there. It's there. And if you embrace that love and you take it with you, then nothing could stop you. There is nothing that could stop you. And that's what I did. I took the love from all of you, from him, and just just take it with you. My brother, whoever passed recently, take that love and just go with it because that's your strength. There's nothing else. There really isn't nothing else. My love for you guys to carry you through, your, my love for you that you got me through it. I mean, we work together. Everything's a team. And if I, you want to sob, you want to be in that hole, go right ahead. But that's your choice. Yeah, but sometimes I'll I, kick your asses if you ever do that again. But every time I said, oh, don't look at that hole again. Look at it for a little while. Now move on. You have to grieve. You I, have to allow yourself to I grieve. I know, but sometimes when I I feel like I didn't I didn't do anything. I literally feel like I I, I don't know. I just feel like I, What did you want to do? What could you have possibly wanted to do? I don't know. I just feel like I, I sometimes I feel like I don't know. I wish I could have you were more of a support system for you guys. I don't know. I got to feel like I was, I don't know. I don't have regrets. I just, I, maybe it's partially because I don't remember a lot, but I just feel like, because I, we've you gotten know, so, we gotten so, we've gotten so close. We, we were always close and we discussed this earlier. This brought us together. I'm so grateful for that because I, there's certain situations I've heard from other experiences, how it drives people, families away sometimes. But for whatever reason, we got closer and, you know, you, you've taught me the lesson of love in many ways through our experience, but it's still, I just wish sometimes, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't have an answer, which is like, I don't even know what I'm, I don't going on. I start the sentence. I don't even know where I'm going with it. But sometimes I feel like, was I enough of a support system for you? Was I enough of a support system for Jacqueline or Gina? Like, no, you know what I mean? No, you're wrong about that. You were a wonderful child. You're a wonderful kid. You had a lot of fun. You had great friends, great friends. They all supported you. They were your support. You had wonderful friends, parents, yeah. that baseball team was the best thing that happened to you. Beautiful. You carried your father's love with you through everything you did. You didn't see it, but I saw it. You were you were amazing. Don't ever feel like that. You don't remember because either you couldn't remember, maybe in subconsciously you chose not to. And why? But why remember? It wouldn't got you anywhere anyway. Mm. You were my support. That's one thing. Wow, it just hit me. You were my fucking support because I had to take care of you, and that helped me get through it. 
And by you, so therefore you did help. You helped your sisters and me in so many ways. And grandma, nanny, oh, come on. How can we forget Nana and Aunt Andrea? I mean, Nana, that was her only son. She knew her life after all this. We were her life. That was it. You know, other than, you know, Andrea, of course, and her kids. But she, we all lived through that. You know, yeah. so don't ever feel that there was, a, there was no, you were supposed to do what you were doing to be where you are right now. I really believe that. But I never thought about that till now that, I'm sorry if I didn't say it before. Maybe I'd say, who the hell remembers? I'm going through that phase of senility. But Sen- you were my support. You were all our support. I mean, because you were more of a rock. Too, you were more of a rock than you, you thought. For you to stand in front of that TV the way you did and constantly watching and what I would say, what the hell? I, I was I, that made me more nervous than anything, but you survived it. You did you uh-huh. did phenomenal. You made wonderful friends. You made you did great in school. You, you, there was nothing I can say that you did. I want to say you, great in school, but that's the whole thing. Oh, you thing. did good. Well, you passed. I didn't give a shit. You made it. You dropped by. You did good. I don't care. You did good. In my eyes, that was fabulous. Uh, Considering what you went through here. Salud. Salud. All right? I know. Salud. It's water. water it's water, guys. It's well, water. Before we tap, because we can, maybe we'll do this again, because I can talk to you. Well, we're going to talk off the mic for like several hours after this, I'm sure. But what, this is a very generalized question, but I think, you know, there's many things I wanted to pull from this for other people, let alone our mental health of talking about this. Yeah. Is there anything you would say to someone like a, a mother or, or even a father that lost their spouse? Even specific to that, maybe grief in general, but what would you say to someone that just lost a husband or Oh, there's a never wife? words to say. There are no words to say other than support them with love and, and let them talk. Them? Like the kids you're talking about? No, you're talking about how I would approach someone that lost I'm someone? just saying someone who just lost oh, a husband. Oh, now you're talking about what would I say to those now that are still grieving or the new ones that are grieving? I mean, is there any advice you would give? You kind of, like, the whole episode was advice in many ways, but what would you, like, what do you say to someone that, how do you handle that? How do you, how do you advise someone who just lost a husband or wife or anyone just lost someone? What is like, what do you do? It's very general because it depends on the situation. Yeah. But what is, what have you learned most? What are some of the things you've learned that have shaped your life from grief? God, you just have to go with it. You can't fight it. I know that you're going to get through it no matter what. You have to believe that with all your heart and soul. You're going to get through it. And it's okay to grieve. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. It's okay. But as long as you don't stay there, what's important is you got to get through it. You know? You got to. We didn't start the fire, but it shows how we got to go through it, right? (laughs) But you got to get through it. You have to believe in yourself and have faith in yourself. And, and like I said, love. <laughs> Again, you know, there are not many people don't have anybody. I know, that's the hard part. Like, but we there are people, there are that. wonderful strangers that go to people like that. And there, there's love. There is love out there that helps them through it. That's what gets me the most. It's kindness. Just being kind to someone. That's all it takes. You can hate them. You could just like, look, we're all, we're all so different. We're really all the same within us. We're all really all the same. But... And that's the hardest thing today. Just be kind and show love and compassion. You know you can get through this and you can. There's not many words other than, you know, faith. Like I said, it doesn't matter what you believe in, who you believe in, but subconsciously go within yourself. You have to go within yourself and find it. And it's there. Listen. Yeah. And it'll speak to you. But remember remember the ghost movie? Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, with yes. Goldberg? I think or- that's where I got that line from. 
when he said, it's not goodbye, she says, I'll see you. He goes, I'll see you. He goes, and take my love, take it with me. That movie just like tore my heart. And I said, oh my God, just take that love. And that's why I said it earlier. And it's so true. Take it with you. And, and when I did that, it was amazing. Mm. That's all I had. That's all I thought about. Okay, so what? They're here. I don't give a shit if you don't see them, they're here. That's how I feel. You know, I, and that, that's me. Mm-hmm. You know, and you ask me, how would, I, you ask, how would I say to someone else? It's hard to say what someone else would do. I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to do. That's this it. is what I think I would do. I know I would do. I've done it. Would I do it again? Yeah, well, when my brother lost my brother, that was the hardest thing. What was? When I lost my brother. Like in general? Yeah, just recently. Yeah. 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 Why are you doing this to me, Tom? But um, I knew he, he, he was the bravest person that I seen die, that he knew he was okay. And of course he said it was okay, I'm ready to go. And he believed in God. He believed in where he was going to go. That was just adding the cherry to the topping of the cake, whatever the topping to the cake, cherry. What, how's that go? <laughs> whatever anyway, whatever that is. He uh, was the bravest person to go move forward on, you know, that I've seen. Right. I mean, there are many brave people out there. Oh, my God, it goes beyond. But for me to see personally and see it, and um, no, there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. It's sad because you're here and you're leaving them or they left you. It's sad, but you know, man, you're going to go there one day. And I'm like, I can't wait because sure as hell, I feel like this is hell and we got to get the hell out of here. Mm. But yeah, that he was very brave. But like I said, you can't really tell someone how to, but yeah, no, that's why the I, love is what gets you through it. I know. And you're, that's why it's important for you, you clarify that it's, this is how you did it. It might not yeah, work for everyone. Exactly. But, exactly. Uh, and I just mentioned Uncle Anything Tommy, else? But, how about you? Why you did this podcast? You did this podcast because it's therapy for you. That's why I'm very proud of you. I had to throw that in there. Well, it's not just for me. It's not for my no, therapy. No, but you did it. You started it for yourself. And, and, and oh God, you are helping so many people. And that is a blessing in itself. Just letting people talk. Doesn't matter what they say, man. Just just talk. That's it. However you feel, it doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong. You. This is what I was telling you to calm your nerves. Well, that's what I'm saying. telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm yeah. very proud of you. This is great what you're Thanks, doing. Man. This is great what you're doing. This is your therapy and then therapy for everyone else. This is therapy for me. Everything's therapy. When you share, you express, everything comes out. I know, out. but to me, again, it's, it's because of you. It's because of Gina. It's because of Jacqueline. It's because of everyone else that's still in our life right now. Yes. Like, we all hung on. Leave it, we all hung leave on it in the media family, but again, everyone knows who they are that are, you know, yeah. that carried me through it. And I just want to thank you. I want, you, know, you know how I feel about how you, how, but thank you. It's a journey. I know, but thank you. Thank everything, you. Everything that you still do. Everything Thank that you, you still do. So, I love you with all my heart. And I love you with all mine. So this is my mom, everyone. My mom on Dead Talks. This is crazy. So until next time, I want to thank you for doing this. It takes a lot of courage for you to step up like this. You're beautiful in oh, more ways than one. You. So let come on, stop right there. I don't want to hear anything else. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you a big hug in a second. You keep I will. I'll give you a big you hug, but thank you. But until thank next time. Thank you for having me. It's yeah. been an honor. It's always an honor just having you in my life. So come on. But um. Thank you for tuning in and listening to a little mother-son chat with me and my mom. We're probably going to have a drink after this. But first, I got to talk to my sisters. We're doing an episode. I don't know what's coming out first, but Gina and Jacqueline, you're next in the future of listening to this. Um, but everyone, again, thank you for tuning in. I hope you took something away from it because I know I did. And um, cheers to Mama Ferrugio. Love you. All right, thank you, everyone.